Today is March 10th. At least that's what they tell us. And the amount of things that are happening, the unfolding of information, is remarkable. What I am seeing in the headlines, in current events, and what people are sharing with me, what they're seeing and starting to understand, is nothing short of amazing. And every once in a while, I'll just have to sit down and just let it, just take it in and say, this, we're seeing it. Everything that we've heard about and people talked about, about the end times, we're seeing it. But it looks different than some of the doctrinal pictures that have been described to us. Because we don't really know the meaning of the words, therefore we, at least I, expected it to look different. Now I want to go back through the book of Enoch. I've mentioned this before, but there's a reason the book of Enoch was considered not canon by the Council of Nicaea. The scribes and Pharisees, those that decided what was considered good, and the scribes that inscribed it, they coded it, they wrote it down. And in their writing things down, as much of why, at least I think, that Jesus said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. And he also said, Woe to your lawyers, because you've created this system that you don't enter into yourself. What is that system? It's a system of language. It's the defining of the word. It's the, their weapon, the forked tongue. That's their sword. It's the arts of letters. It's a craft. Because letter, the word letter, is like if you were to write somebody a letter, it, it has meaning. You're conveying a message. Well, as does each individual letter is a message. How those letters are arranged then determine the message. And in that process, a code can be placed in the arrangement of that messaging. If you don't understand, if you're not wise as a serpent, as Jesus says, be wise as a serpent. Understand this forked tongue language. This is their program. This is how they deceive. But we're told not to engage in it. That's why we're to be innocent as doves. Now Enoch shares, there's a, a number of things that Enoch shares that I, I think are why they pushed it out because there's too much information. He even says in the beginning, this is for the last generation. But in chapter 68, starting in verse 8, he covers this exact same topic. Now I'm pulling this out of, in the midst of him walking through the fallen angels and the technologies and the wisdom that they shared with men, this particular one addresses the written language. It starts off here, it's in the, actually in the middle of a verse, but it starts off to seem, at a place it seems like the beginning of a, a sentence. And the fourth was named, I can't even pronounce this, P-Z-N-Z-M-U-E. It's the name of the fallen angel. He's the fourth one that's being described here. He taught the children of men the bitter and the sweet, and he taught them all the secrets of their wisdom and he instructed mankind in writing with ink and paper, and thereby many sinned from eternity to eternity and until this day. For men were not created for such a purpose, to give confirmation to their good faith with pen and ink. 
For men were created exactly like the angels, to the intent that they should continue pure and righteous, and death, which destroys everything, could not have taken hold of them, but through this their knowledge they were perishing, and through this power it is consuming me. The power of the written word is the defilement of man, and it consumes man. We weren't supposed to be writing things down. Jesus said, keep it simple. He didn't say that specifically, but he said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Don't swear any oaths. And Jesus didn't write anything down. He didn't have a periodical. He didn't have a bulletin that he sent out weekly. He went and talked. He described everything so it was clear to the people, those that were willing to listen. And I think part of the reason why this is important is he even points out in Enoch black, or excuse me, ink and pen. That's how this is all put together. It's the ink is the mark that is put down. The pen is the wand that crafts the letters. Ink means black in its etymology. It's a black mark. Pen means comes from feather or plume. This seems to just point directly at who is behind this whole forked uh, message. The mark of the black serpent, the plumed serpent, Maricus. That seems to be this whole concept summed up right there in Enoch start in chapter 68 what it is, why we're not supposed to be engaging in it, and who is the one that is responsible for it, this Piznumzu. I don't know how to pronounce that. But it's something that we are seeing that is really unfolding, especially now as the time frame. Again, looking at this, this, this series of 15 that I had mentioned, first it was Iceland hadn't had volcanoes for 15 months, and now there was what they called an awakening. The Pope hadn't traveled for 15 months, but now he was making a pilgrimage. He was traveling to the Middle East, to Iraq, the ancient land of Babylon and Assyria, on March 5th, 3, 5, 15. 15 days from that would be March 20th, the spring, sol- or spring equinox, It also just happens to be Baron Trump's 15th birthday. And again, 15 days from that, arrives on Easter. Now, how does that all fit in? It it starts to put together, it's starting to make more sense about what Revelation is getting at because so many people focus on Revelation and they create their own doctrines because Revelation, without the context of the teachings of Jesus, And as he referred to the prophet Daniel and the other prophets of what's considered the Old Testament. If you have the the background and the knowledge and you can apply those and put it into what Revelation tells us, it starts telling the more complete story. So when we see in Revelation 12, it talks about the sign of the woman that took place on September 23rd, 2017. 
and it gives a time frame, 1260 days. That also ended during this Pope's trip to the Middle East. If you use that same time frame, that same starting point, in the book of Daniel, he refers to it as the setting up of the abomination. It seems to make a lot of sense because the abomination would be keeping the mighty honest, a revealing. It's a revealing of this divine feminine spirit. One of the names is Ishtar. Daniel gives a different timeline. He goes 1290 days, which would be 30 days after this sign of the woman that is referred to in the book of Revelation. 30 days after is Easter. Comes from Ishtar. Now there's another piece to that. Daniel says, blessed is the one that makes it 45 days. It was explained to him, but he didn't have full knowledge of it. It didn't make sense to him at that time. But now when you put it into context, it does. It just looks different than the way that it has been religious, religified, how the councils have de or how they've scribed it, I should say. Because there's a whole bunch that is happening in this same time frame. Not only do the dates all work, the names of the players all fit. There's other things that are happening that also touch into this, and it's not only is it being pointed to through media, movies, but it also lines up exactly with what we are told by Jesus, by Daniel, in the book of Revelation. Because just in a few days is March 15th, possibly why all the 15s, not only do they line up in the series, but March 15th is also what's considered the Ides of March. This was a big deal because in the Roman time frame, it was the deadline for settling debts. That might play a role in all of this. But it was also a turning point for the Roman history because it was the assassination of Julius Caesar. Be paying attention to what happens. Because does, is that how, some way, shape, or form, that Baron Trump, the little horn, take his little throne in the Vatican? Is it just symbolic? We'll have to see how this all plays out. Again, this is just how I'm seeing it in the words and in the time frame. My encouragement is for you not to find this as a teaching, for you to take this just as a brother talking, sharing what I'm finding, as others are sharing with me. That's how this goes back and forth. I don't want to be seen as a teacher. Even Jesus says, call no man your teacher. Don't look to me as your teacher. I'm sharing information. If you find something different, build your own knowledge base so that you can be confident in what you believe based on what you know. Now the other part about March 15th that's worth being aware of is March. What does it mean? How did it get its name? Well, Mar it comes from Martius, which is a reference to Mars, again, the god and planet of war. Because this was the month when active campaigns resumed. This was when battles went 
kinetic, as they now call it. Cold Wars went hot because they, they'd fight during the warm season, cool off in the fall, and then get going again when it warmed up in the spring. We seem to be seeing this because there's a whole new step up of activity after the Pope made his trip to the ancient lands of Babylon and Assyria. There's more fighting going on in Syria and Saudi Arabia, and now there's movement of things looking like they're going to go, we'll say, kinetic in Ukraine. Because there's going to be something that builds up this, as they call it, the Great Reset, this purge that then leads to, as Pike refers to it, as the revealing of the pure doctrine of Lucifer. Others refer to it as this time of illumination, where those that make it through the purge will be illuminated. I point to that because, as Daniel says, the 1290 days, it lands on April 4th, and it's named after Ishtar. People call it Easter and think of it as the death and resurrection of Jesus. Different event, different time frame. But it's also in the name April. April comes from Aprilis. It's Latin, Aperiu. It's to open. So when you look at this, the setting up of the abomination, as Daniel says, refers to it. In Revelation, it's referred to as the sign of the woman. It's the, the sign of the woman that's going to come because she's going to be revealed. Jesus refers to also what Daniel talks about as the abomination that makes desolate. The abomination, again, it's a revealing. It's showing what the mighty, who they are, and what they've been doing. If you look at who the mighty are, you go back to Genesis, and it says the men of old, the men of renown. Much of what the book of Enoch covers, it's these fallen angels that took wives of men. They brought these, through the portal of the women, they brought these old spirits, the mighty men, the men of old, the men of renown, renamed. And then when those bodies died off, those same spirits are now called demons. I think it's what a lot of people refer to as aliens, those that belong to another, or those of the extraterritory, extraterrestrial. That all plays together somehow. We're going to see how this plays out, because these timelines are getting closer together, and the events are speeding up rapidly. Now, I was pointing to some of the COVID stuff and, and the vaccine, looking at what Kissinger referred to as the purge would start with a few waves of a virus. I think the COVID-19 is one of them. Again, COVID meaning with the vision of the 19th planet, which is like a dual planet. Two entities into this, or star, but it's a star of illumination. It seems to have the male-female Isis-Osiris thing going on with it. But now what we're seeing, there's articles from years ago pointing to this solar wind and 10 days of darkness. There's also more talk about the Air Force or the Navy is getting ready for an EMP attack, which would be a time of darkness. But we're also seeing these computer hacks happening and data hacks 
seems to be going back and forth, starting off with this solar wind. And now this one that just knocked out a bunch of stuff in Russia, it seems like that might be that wave. And out of that desperation, as they're knocking down these systems, they'll be forced into war. Well, let's look at the words that are being used and thrown around an awful lot. Computer. One who calculates or a reckoner. So this is all based on the computers the calculations. It's their cyber attacks. Cyber means system of control. They're corrupting data. Data means given, but it also refers to some math stuff. But it's something that's given, or it means given. And hack, because these are all hacks. A hack is to disengage, to liberate, to procure, make ready, put in order. It seems to be kind of the opposite of what people would think. With these cyber hacks on the computer systems, it seems like it's getting the math, the given stuff, putting it back in order for this whole grand event. It's pushing all the buttons to get the, as we, we see in what's considered the Old Testament, the hook in the jaw to draw out all these kingdoms to battle. Armageddon. And it was set up also, not only the sign of the woman, but you can see this trip to, trip to the Middle East by the Pope because beforehand, if you noticed, all the headlines were it was going to be this risky trip to the Middle East. Well, risky means cliff. And once he got done with this pilgrimage that he went on, pilgrimage meaning a foreigner, it has some religious connotation to it. When he left on the 8th, it was a whirlwind. When I looked it up on the, the morning of the 8th, all of the headlines read the same. Something about this, the whirlwind trip coming to an end. But the key word was whirlwind. Now, whirlwind means a storm, and it's also, there's a personalized version of this, it's father of winds. If you look out, look through, again, what's called the Old Testament, it's the earlier scrolls. There's so much reference to the whirlwind. Look at, look into that. What is, what is the whirlwind that they're talking about? What is happening in these next couple of days and weeks? I've looked at that in the, in the past, and I was thinking that the great conjunction and the grand climax were possibly going to be it, but that was before I really looked at what is the meaning of the abomination. I hadn't yet seen all these connections with this divine feminine through all these movies, this pointing to Ishtar. I hadn't yet seen put into place the sign of the woman that points to this timeline. And during all that, I was diligently praying, trying to figure out the timeline of Daniel. And I think it was given to me. It fits in with the sign of the woman. It's the setting up of the abomination. It all plays together. The reason why the numbers are different is because there's different events.
the sign of the woman, she's given 1260 days. That sign of the woman seems to fit all the characteristics of Ishtar, given the golden eagle armor, the mocking bird, the mocking jay that we see, the lapel of Lady Gaga, the same logo from the hunter, uh, hunting game, the hunger game, sorry, the creation of this female warrior, the Amazon, her getting into the game. We see it through Wonder Woman. A lot of this was set up through the Susan G. Komen. It's the same process of becoming this female warrior. The names all mean the same thing, pointing in the same direction. And it all comes down to the words, the swords, because there is the group, those that are the generals that are stirring the pot. They don't do the fighting. They convince everybody else to do the fighting. And they do that through their language. That's their sword. It's the S word. And then they get the population because they've convinced them that they're cattle to turn their words into swords and kill each other physically. That's how this whole purge will work. Nation will rise against nation. Kingdom will rise against kingdom. The kingdoms are more of the rulers convincing the nations to fight. Usually the generals don't go into battle. They convince the soldiers to fight. That's what this whole Operation Warp Speed, the preparing of the cattle, is. It's this separation through this BLM movement and Antifa and all these different groups that are separating and dividing the population. People are getting really spun up about a cancel culture. And it's turning people against each other because it's based on gender and race. Now the one that most recent, I just saw that Pepe Le Pew was canceled. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> Pepe is the old man. Le Pew would be of the hill. Seems to point again to George Washington. My guess is they're showing that this whole George Floyd trial is going to be canceled. It's been delayed already. They're, they're resuming and continuing these, the jury selection. But if you read closely, it keeps looking like it's going to be, de be delayed. For how long? I don't know. If it ever actually happens, I'll be surprised. But we can see also there's another general that was just confirmed by the Senate. Now again, I focus a lot on the United States, but this is worldwide impact. Who is the Attorney General? If you notice, you can see the whole structure of this government is set up militarily. Most people think that they're administrators, but he's the Attorney General. There's the Surgeon General. All these different positions, they're all generals. Their job is to prepare the soldiers to fight. Through Operation Warp Speed, they were preparing the vaccine. They stopped the pr prosperity. That's to warp speed. That's to stop the prosperity. Preparing the vaccine, again, VACA, K, 
cattle. That's the etymology, that's where the word comes from. They're preparing the cattle for a slaughter, for a purge, because they're convincing them to fight each other. That's why the whole thing about the China virus, that was the whole thing to get people upset with Chinese people. I don't know any myself. I know nobody that lives in China. Why would I be upset with them? The leaders, the general, the, the attorney general, these, these are all the people that are fomenting this. Albert Pike refers to them as the agenturs of the Illuminati. They're the agents that stir it up. But again, if we look at the, the name of the attorney general that was just confirmed, it's Merrick Garland. Merrick is famous for power. Garland is wreath of flowers or crown of gold or silver, but it's also this twisting of wires together into twist. We see the same thing with Corona virus. But who wears this famous crown, this famous wreath? Points again to Ishtar, the Divine Feminine. This whole thing has been set up through the black mark of the ink inscribed by the feathers or plume of the serpent. His sword is the S-word. Serpent word, you could say. There's a reason that sword is just word with an S. In the beginning was the word. It was spoken. It spoke things into existence. It didn't write anything into existence. It spoke it. But then as we see in Enoch, the man was taught the skill, the craft, the arts of waving a wand, a feather, dipping it in black ink and making a mark on paper. Through spelling, the arrangement of the letters, the messages, changing the meaning simply by the movement of the wand, the feather, to spell, or if you tie the words together, you create cursive. Now we'll see if these, if the timelines are accurate. If they are, they seem to be because everything has been playing out how you would imagine once you start to understand the meaning of the words. But for myself, I pictured like a beast physically rising out of the sea. But as we see from Daniel and Ezekiel and all those books, they talk about this, but it tells us what they are. They're kingdoms, they're leaders. It looks like more of a normal day as these things are happening, but it's what they're doing. The messages that are being put out there reflect exactly what was told us would happen. Now I think the speed of these things is increasing at a pace that I think is almost hard to imagine at times. The intensity of the things that are taking place are significant. The earthquakes, the volcanoes, watching the hooks being put into the jaw, drawing these armies out to battle. The waves of poison, this 
cyber attack, these solar winds, these data hacks that are setting up the desperation that's going to pull these kingdoms into battle. But the key is going to be the individual men and women to recognize is it your fight? Jesus warned us, my children will die for lack of knowledge. If you don't know who you are, one, just in your name, what does it mean? Two, are you a sheep? Do you know your shepherd? Do you know what Jesus taught us? And three, do you know how to respond based on who you are and what you are? But if you don't know who you are, you don't know what your name means, you don't even know what you declare. When, when somebody asks you your, your name, that's your testimony. You're making a declaration of who you are based on the name and what it means. You're telling who you are from where you come from, what's your lineage, what's your background through your last name. Do you know what that is? Do you know what you are based on, are you a sheep? Do you know your shepherd? Do you follow him? Do you flee when you see the enemy coming? Or have they convinced you to act like a cow? So that you have fallen into the systems of the world, you go out into the world and are distracted by the things that Jesus said, don't worry about, don't worry about food, don't worry about your clothes. You're supposed to watch out for your family, for each other. But if you're distracted by the world, it makes more sense as, as I keep thinking and seeing how this plays out. To act like a cow means you take the candy of the devil, you go out into the world and you try and acquire the things of the world, all those things that are going to pass away. But in doing so, you lose track of who your family is, who your friends are, what's going on with your children. Because all of that has been now outsourced to shul systems. or somebody else to worry about it as a coach or a mentor rather than you. We lose our children when we will act like cows. And you become the sacrificial bull. Because there was one sacrificed lamb that's already been done. If you know who that is and you know his call you follow him into green pastures. Just as it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of death, the shadow of death, I will fear, fear no evil, for thou art with me. You lead, leadeth me a path, a, along still waters, and me lie down in green pastures. That's what our shepherd does if we're listening. But if we lose track of who we are, and who our shepherd is, we end up taking the candy of the devil. We end up falling into the systems of the world. We act like cows, and when the generals call, we run into the battlefield and are sacrificed. Know who you are. Know what you are. Know the difference between what is being said and what is being meant. Because the time, the players, the events that are unfolding fit.
and I've said this for a while, but time is short. Even just the simple concept of looking at the parable of the weeds, and the reaper will go out and he will dip his sickle into harvest. The one that's behind so much of this virus thing is Fauci. His name means sickle. Donald Trump, the world ruler of ten horns, his son being the little horn, his wife being the dark mother, it's not by accident. But if you can see the matrix, it all becomes very clear. The deception starts to fall away and you can start seeing all these messages, you see the patterns. Not from a standpoint of gematria, meaning you want to look at Bible codes or Bible numbers. I don't, those are all things that have been added by these scribes. But you can read what they're pointing to and how they're communicating back and forth. You can see that war is coming because within a 10-day period, three countries reported that they landed probes on Mars. None of them actually did but they reported it. What are they messaging? They're probing for war. We are now in the war month, March. From a, just from a definition standpoint, or, or more recent use of the word, it's to march forward, to trample underfoot. Again, but it still goes back to war. We're in that month. The 15th of that month, again, all these things with 15 lands on Ides of March. Time of settling debts, assassination of, a, assassination of a leader. That might stir things up a little bit if something like that were to happen again. But also look at the numbers because all of these things add and subtract and they always put their signature on it. Example, just today, it was confirmed, or not only was the Merrick confirmed, I think that was today, but today they signed off or voted on the stimulus bill. Think of the word when you go back to this whole Isis and Osiris, the stimulation, it's all this fertility ritual. But look at the numbers. Why do they pick $1.9 trillion? The money doesn't make sense where it's going, how it's being used, but they use the number for a reason. Why did they pick $1,400 checks to be given to somebody, but nobody really knows who's getting them? Because it comes down to this. Add 19 to 14. They put their stamp on it, 33. That just seems to be their game, how they play. They tell you what's happening, they put it in plain sight. But most people are so distracted they don't take the time to stop and think or even get it in their brain that they could conceive to do this. That people have this evil of notion in their mind, but they do. And they tell us. We can see it every day, the amount of wealth that certain people have, what they're willing to do and how they're willing to treat other people. We see it every day, we just don't want to typically stop and think that could happen but it does, and it is. And they've told us the plans, most would just say, ah, it sounds like a conspiracy theory. Well, it's not a conspiracy theory when you actually stop to listen and they just tell you. 
not a conspiracy at that point. It's just their plan. It's whether or not you want to believe that it's going to happen or not. They've told us the three world wars were coming. Two have been checked off the list. The purpose of that was to bring, bring out the, or to reveal the pure doctrine of Lucifer. That's the goal. Same people of the same organizations have picked up that baton and carried it forward. You can see one of the architects, the Albert Pike, you can see how that even plays in with this corona thing, the jab. Albert Pike, bright, shiny spear. That's what his name means. Why do you think they call it the jab? It's a signature. Henry Kissinger picks it up and says it's time for the Great Reset as one of the architects tells what it is. The purge. It's going to be the killing off of 95% of the world. John Kerry goes to Davos, says they're on board with the Great Reset. It's going to be it's going to come on with greater speed and be more intense than most people could even imagine. Did you hear him say it? Were you listening? Were you paying attention? Because these things are all being said. It's whether or not you're listening, looking, and even willing to believe it. Because this whole Klaus Schwab World Economic Forum, it's real. The world has jumped on board with a novel coronavirus. It's the narrative to set this all up, to put in place the Operation Warp Speed, so that then the Great Reset can happen, with their whole goal of being the revealing of the pure doctrine of Lucifer, or the setting up of the abomination, the sign of the woman, to be revealed on Ishtar, Easter. Godspeed.